Here we go. It is episode number 213 of the Things You Need to Know podcast presented by On By Media. We're very close to 20,000 downloads, which is um, a little bit less than Joe Rogan and maybe some other podcasts, but I feel pretty good about it for being uh, a little over a year old. Josh Michaels is back with me again. Josh, how are you? I am doing fantastic. I am sans construction projects this week, so can actually move about the house. Yeah, how did it go? Did you end up having to finish and help out last uh, last week? We talked about you demoing a bathroom and not knowing anything, but getting the saw out. And then you weren't sure if you were going to have to work on Sunday. What did you do? Well, because I, I am a, a man of my word, I uh, decided to um, go and uh, and try to help out a little bit on Sunday, uh, which is great because I didn't know how many pieces a new shower comes in. And uh, it took two trucks to get everything from Lowe's to get out there. And uh, the bottom of a shower apparently uh, was warranted enough to have like a name tag looking sticker that said, hey, be careful, I'm expensive. Um, So I wanted to peel that sticker off and put it on something for me, uh, but it wouldn't come off the box. So, (laughs) Okay. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about Coming to America 2 because I did get to watch it. Um, also we're going to offer up a new feature where we go through the daily debates on the online media Facebook page. If you're not following us, we'd love for you to do that. It's sponsored by Phillips drugs. And I think there's a couple of questions that we asked last week that I think Josh would be good to get some input with. Uh, and then we'll also do our things you need to know, our did you knows, and of course, a couple of weird stories. Our podcast today is brought to you by the Richmond family YMCA. They've got a good Friday breakfast fundraiser coming up on April the 2nd. Easter's coming early this year. The guest speaker is Father Todd Reby, and it'll be at the Elks Country Club Ballroom. Tickets are $20 per person. You can buy a table of five for under 100 It's a time for the community to come together to honor the tradition of Good Friday and the meaning it has in our lives. RSVP today, the Richmond Family YMCA, by calling 962-7504 or emailing mistyh at richmondfamilyymca.org. Tickets are available at the YMCA, 1215 South J Street in Richmond. And of course, because of COVID, there is limited capacity event to the first 100 people. So uh, they ask that you continue to wear your mask as soon as you arrive at the Elks Country Club Ballroom. Richmond Family YMCA, plenty of programming available for kids and also for adults. Just check them out, Richmond Family YMCA. Um, I want to talk a little bit about coming to America, but because I just read a little bit about COVID protocols, Josh, Texas, Mississippi, Arizona, some other states with conservative governors have all decided that there's no reason on earth that we need to still have a mask mandate and or occupancy, occupancy limits. And I just want to know, when does Indiana fall? Oh, I don't know. Indiana's going to push it off on Governor DeWine probably. And, you know, whatever they – I think it's usually like whatever DeWine does and then uh, uh, Governor Whitmer in Michigan, they'll just kind of like wait and then see. If uh, it's good PR to do it first, then it'll happen first. If not, yeah, they'll be third and then blame the other two. Um, at this point, I mean, it's just the, uh, the, those states are going full send. You know, they're just 
forget it. We're tired of this. Whatever happens, happens. To quote uh, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kurt Cousins, if I die, I die. <laughs> well, well, Florida really never had a mask mandate. And for Texas and Mississippi and Arizona, all of those have one similar thing in common. They are located south. They are warmer. And I think they want to capitalize on those spring break tourist dollars where Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, eh, they, they may not need to care about that. I thought Indiana and Governor Holcomb would do that just because of the NCAA tournament. But um, we'll see what they decide to do. You know, it's interesting when you say that. I, I think that there's probably a little bit of the NCAA that may be leaning on them to not uh, do that so they can kind of get through with what they already have planned before they, you know, open it wide open and try to get a bunch of people to rush in all those tournament sites. But I don't know why you didn't mention uh, such acclaimed um, tourist destinations for spring break in the state of Indiana, like uh, Lake James uh, up near the state line. <laughs> thriving this time of year. Yeah, uh, no, it's not. Uh, maybe Memorial Day, they'll start kicking up. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was the six Dr. Seuss books that are no longer going to be published. Now, this isn't Green Eggs and Ham. This isn't um, uh, a lot of the more well-known Dr. Seuss books, the six mm -hmm. books that are being pushed to the side, Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, uh, McElligot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. And if you have seen any of the pages in these, I, I got to tell you, I can't remember a single page of these Dr. Seuss books. But there was the cancel culture uh, revved up their engines and were talking about both the, the banning of these books. I think, think there's a public library um, that was, uh, you know, throwing these books out. Um, Amazon has sold thousands of dollars worth of Dr. Seuss books. Um, but as they banned it, eBay kicked up and made a whole bunch of money on eBay. But if the publisher, if the Dr. Seuss people say, Eh, these books, eh, we're going to go ahead and put them on the shelf. That's self-imposed, right? I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, but people aren't going to look that far into it. They're just like looking for a reason to be upset and share their terrible poems about how they want to do this and they want to do that. And they're, you know, I've seen the same memes of the Grinch with the middle finger and the whole like terrible Dr. Seuss poem about they're coming for our childhood. Dr. Seuss said, yeah, we're just not going to publish this anymore. And everyone's like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, if they don't want to make it. They don't want to make it. It's not like they're canceling, like, you know, Cat, Cat in the, the hat. hat. Right. No one's trying to read these books. I didn't even know they existed until they pulled them off the shelf. That's right. I mean, I, they're not canceling Dr. Seuss. And I think I saw, like, um, some Republicans getting out uh, storybooks and actually reading stories on Twitter. And first of all, they don't know how to read books to kids because you don't read a page and then read a page and read a page. You hold the book up and you share the pictures. What I don't understand what's going on. It's gotten too much. It's too they, much. They've obviously never been called to Dr. Seuss Day at the Ivy Tech campus where for the first time in your life, you have to read out of a, a book to little kids and you're scolded for not showing the pictures. I mean, that's Dr. Seuss book reading one-on-one.
It absolutely is. So um, I'm glad we're on the same page on that. And I think most of the time you and I are because I think we watch it as observers and you see people on the far left and the far right just going to the absolute extremes on everything. And, you know, outside of Dolly Parton getting a vaccination shot this week, she, there's not a lot of people that, that bring others together. It's just, it's kind of sad. Even uh, Governor Holcomb, I think, waited till it was his turn in the actual age bracket to get his, his vaccination. People still upset by that. You're just not going to win. I'm, I'm no. I know it's a little late in the year to be making resolutions, but I'm, I'm really uh, trying to get to myself. If it's, if it's a resolution, if it's giving it up for Lent, I'm just trying to stay out of the comment sections of anything because <laughs> they are an absolute disaster area. They sure are. It's just bad. Um, I wanted to talk briefly about uh, a movie. Uh, there's been uh, the release this week of Coming to America 2. And I asked you before we started recording if you've seen the first one, because that's really important if you're going to talk about watching the second Coming to America. And uh, you have not seen the first one. No, I mean, I've seen the clips, but I can't add anything to it. I mean, like, I know that everyone was talking about it and it's been popping up everywhere, like the little pictures or whatever. But to me, it was like, oh, cool. Eddie's making another movie. That's, that's where it ended for me. Yeah. So uh, the synopsis is Zamunda, the newly crowned king, Akeem, which is Eddie Murphy's character. And of course, the trusted confidant, Simi, who's played by Arsenio Hall. And each of these actors play several different roles within the movie, separate characters uh, they put on the makeup. And I wanted to talk about it briefly, only from this standpoint. If you have watched or seen or read some of the reviews for Coming to America 2, it's not good. I mean, a lot of the reviews, I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 55% or something. Mm. The thing is, is that if you liked the first one, you will like the second one. Um, the way that the story, it, it's not a great movie. It's not a good movie. It is certainly not a movie that is going to go down as being the ultimate sequel of sequel movies, but they did a really good job of two things. One, they had to make this movie PG-13 because the previous edition, uh, the previous version 30 years ago, there are certainly some things in that movie that you just can't replicate. For instance, King Jaffe Jafar comes into a McDowell's restaurant, which is a whole nother spin uh, because they have a character that is basically copying everything that McDonald's does and they have jokes about it. He comes in wearing a sash of a lion that has been skinned and jewels in the eyes. And they're wearing that. He's wearing that as part of his suit, his outfit or whatever. And Akeem, Eddie Murphy's character has like maybe a Fox or something. Uh, some of the, the clothing has been altered to a more um, aware uh, uh, style for this edition. Wesley Snipes makes uh, another uh, comeback uh, in this movie, does a really good job. The characters overall, I think, are fantastic. It's, it's well-written. They incorporate scenes from the previous edition into the second one. So parents, 
if you want to educate your kids on what good comedy looked like, watch the first one and then come back and watch the second one with your kids. It's, it's not too bad, <laughs> but there are some things I mean, they want to be teenagers. If you've got a seven or eight year old, eh, let's hold off. But if you've got uh, some kids that are, that are teenagers, this is well worth the two hours. And isn't that what we want from movies? I don't need necessarily critical acclaim or Oscar buzz or that sort of thing to escape from reality for two hours. I just want to laugh and feel good. And by the end of coming to America too, that's what I felt like. I felt like that was, that was all right. That was worth having an Amazon prime membership, which is the only way you can see it. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know if it was in the movie theater, if you got to watch it at home, but I, yeah, I watched it at home. I, I got to be honest. I don't know that I'll ever go to the movie theaters again. It's unsanitary for a whole lot of reasons. Not just the, <laughs> not just the chairs, but also the way they distribute butter for popcorn. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not down with going to a movie theater anymore. I just, I think I'm it. I think I'm over it. I went in October um, for a thing for work. We went to go see some scary movie and it was it was interesting like whole rows blocked off and like if you wanted butter it was in one of those little like sealed containers and you know it was they were getting everything for you there was like the whole pop machine that whole stand was shut down but yeah you're right it's at its best day it wasn't the cleanest you're still sticking to the floor yep um let's get to some things you need to know uh in some business news Best Buy says it laid off 5,000 employees last month and they're planning on closing some of their stores. Is Best Buy on its last legs? I love Best Buy for the sheer convenience of stuff, but a lot of times it is cheaper on Amazon. So, you know, you go into Best Buy, you, you, you physically can try it out. And if you don't need to have it that day, order it on Amazon. I mean, you know, when I bought my house in Richmond, I bought all my appliances at Best Buy and it was super, super easy. And I got a ton of Best Buy points that I use for stuff later. But I mean, gosh, it's hard. To, it's another thing. Amazon's just curb stomping, you know. So I wanted to ask you about this uh, Paramount Plus, which is, I guess, the the rebirth of CBS All Access. I think they'll eventually end up merging. And I have the CBS All Access app that I pay for. But I was thinking about this the other day. If I have Paramount Plus and Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and uh, there's some other, oh, HBO Max as a streaming service, at some point, aren't we going to be paying as much for these streaming apps as we would have with just having the cable package? Yeah, I think so. That's why I've, I've tried to really limit myself. Um, you know, I have Hulu and I bought the bundle with Disney plus um, I have Netflix and then I have WWE network cause I watch wrestling, but they just signed like a $5 billion deal with Peacock. So apparently next month I have Peacock. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I, for, I forgot about Peacock Disney plus, which has ESPN plus, but I, I think the days of having a, a cable bill that includes television channels, I think at some point that goes away. And all they are offering is Wi-Fi, home security, and if God forbid, if you need one, a telephone. If Amazon, when the next TV deal comes up with the NFL, 
If Amazon can buy the rights to the NFL, there is literally no reason to have cable anymore because ESPN's got, you know, the, the, the bowl games and, you know, they got some football. And then other than that, I mean, really like what I've been doing for the longest time, the over the air antenna thing that you can get for 15 bucks at the checkout stand at Menards is how I get like local channels. I can watch the news. I can watch, you know, the big three networks, four networks. Then other than that, everything else is, you know, those streaming services. And it's not, I think the last cable bill I had was like $60, $70 just for the basic. Right. I think find food network somewhere because that is just, that's my crypto. One update that we had from last week, we talked about Potato Head and Mm -hmm. uh, Hasbro and the Mr. and the Mrs. Potato Head, they came back after announcing they were dropping the Mr. from the Mr. Potato Head. They're still reassuring that both Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head are not going anywhere. And the thing that kept um, coming back to me is it's a potato. It doesn't have private parts. You can't even insert private parts. What does it matter what's on the cover of the box? Again, the cancel culture stuff comes into play. And, and I... <laughs> I sound old, I know, but get off um, my potato covered lawn. Yeah, I just, I mean, uh, and one thing we didn't mention about this last week, we talked about it. Mr. Potato Head is one of those toys that should be in the Toy Hall of Fame if it's not already. I mean, that is that is a, it's got to be. It it is one of our generations and the generations before us. Hell, it's been around since 1952. Okay, I get it. We don't need to clarify or classify Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. Put all of the different parts that you can put on your potato in a box and let people decide for themselves. But there's no genitalia. There's no packages. There's nothing that you need to worry about. No, there's no tater tots. It's exactly... Exactly right. No potato pops. A couple of other things. There's a new audiobook service that condenses books all the way down to a 15-minute podcast. It's called Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com. And um, this could finally eliminate my need to have to ever read anything again. Cliff Notes, right? Yeah. Remember we used to have those? Why not use the the books as something this is going to sound terrible coming from a radio person, uh, former radio person. Listen to the audiobooks in the car, man. I've been thriving. When I have to drive, get an audiobook in there. It's the only time I can find myself, for lack of a better term, under focused enough that I, you know, there's not a million other things distracting me. I can listen to a book. Yep. And we are going to talk about multitasking and people that are really good at multitasking and other people that are not, and certainly some people that should not be multitasking. But before we get to that, a SpaceX rocket took off uh, one of those uh, one of those Elon Musk projects, circled around the skies of Texas for a little while, then made a perfect landing. Sounds good so far. Three minutes later, it goes kaboom. And I'm just thinking as we talk about that, there's also this hotel that they're trying to build in space. They think it's going to be ready by 2025. Look, that's a college degree away, Josh. I, I'm not sold on anybody having a constructed hotel in outer space, even if it's going to have restaurants and cinemas and rooms for 400 guests. I'm not, I'm not sold on this. It, it has me very concerned 
And I certainly don't want to be one of the first people on a ship, a rocket, for instance, going up to the new hotel that's up in outer space. There's no part of me that wants any part of that. Listen, you and me, we're going on a trip on our favorite rocket ship. We're flying through the sky like a couple of little Einsteins. You and me, we're going to be the first ones in the sky hotel. No. I want to do it, and you're probably the only person that could talk into going with me. How much are is the candy in those uh, little dorm refrigerators that are in the hotel room? How much does it cost to have a bottle of water uh, after a long night of beveraging and, and eating a Twix bar? It's got to be $100. <laughs> Easily. You're not getting that free bottle of, uh, what yeah. are they leaving there? I think when I was at the Omni the last time, it was the, the free Nestle water. But I fell into the trap at another hotel where it was uh, Fiji water. And oh. I was like, oh, it's free, just like the other one. And I cracked the seal, and it's like, this is three fifty. Yep, yep. I'd, I'd spit all the water right back in it and put this cap back on. I There's no way. If you have not seen the GIF or at least the snap of that rocket, like free falling, boosters hit in, everyone's cheering and then boom goes the dynamite it's worth looking up okay all right i i I assume nobody was hurt i yeah you hope and all i'm saying is is that's your ticket to get to outer space you've got housekeeping if there's going to be restaurants you have food that's going to expire what do you do about that I, i there i just don't see why we need to spend this kind of money doing this because only the ultra rich are going to be able to go and I just, I, I could just. Have you ever had astronaut ice cream from the gift shop at a science place? I did. It's terrible. That's enough reason for me to go right there. <laughs> <laughs> On Vine Media has been doing daily debates for as long as we've been doing these podcasts. And we've never really shared any of the content on that page. But there might be some people listening that don't know you, that don't know me, and aren't following the On Vine Media Facebook page. And so each weekday, Monday through Friday, we are posting a very, what I hope is engaging questions. And so um, I want to go back through the past week because we have a sponsor, Phillips Drugs, your good neighbor pharmacy. And um, there are some questions in here that I thought it would be good to get your feedback on. So our online media Facebook page has these daily debate questions. One of the questions is, when or how much did you get for a tooth from the tooth fairy. Ooh, I was still in the quarters range. I might've yeah. got 50 cents. Same. I if, going rate these days, like a dollar, like five bucks for some people. The it is. Same. Yeah, five bucks. Here's the problem. As we move along in life, the tooth fairy, are they gonna have to start being able to tooth fairy some kids some Venmo money? Cause does the tooth fairy carry cash? It's a good question. One of our other Phillips Drugs Daily Debate questions, what was your favorite year in grade school? Kindergarten, Mrs. Chenu, Magic Carpet, the record player, still plays this song that lives rent-free in my head. It's uh, uh, Baby Beluga. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, I was a big fan of fifth grade. I was was the player. I had, uh, I was able to send a note over to a girl and would ask her, uh, check yes or no, uh, if you want to go out with me. And then I would refuse to talk to her at any point in time, unless we were on the playground. And then I was also the tetherball classroom champion. 
And uh, yeah, I, there was nobody that could touch me in tetherball. I was it, the man. And I tried to put that skill on a resume once and never got a call back. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if you were shopping at a garage sale and you found a cool jacket and the next day you reached into the pocket wearing said jacket and you found 250 bucks, are you giving it back or are you keeping it? This depends. In my head, I feel like the immediate thing that I should do be like, oh, give it back. But to me, if I was, if it was a garage sale at like a little old lady's house, I'm taking the money back. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is for me between a little old lady or somebody else, but just, it seems morally wrong to take that money from a little old lady. It's probably wrong all across the board, but to me, that's what pops in my head. That makes me a terrible person. I don't know. All right. So I don't think it makes you a terrible person if you kept the money. If you wanted to take it back, I think you're just you're just kind of paying it forward. You're just going to give yourself some good mojo for something else down the road. Uh, if I casually knew the place that I stopped to go to a garage sale, which is difficult because I rarely, if ever, go to a garage sale. I just I just don't need more junk. Mm-hmm. So I would rarely go. But if I found it and I didn't know the person, if it was a random pullover, stop by, I'm keeping it. I'll, I'll deal with the mojo stuff later. So I don't know if you follow Gary V on Instagram. Gary uh, is a multimillionaire, but still enjoys the hustle of a good garage sale. And the stuff he'll roll up and find, he'll haggle on these like these stuffed animals, right? And he'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'll take all these. And he'll come walking back to your truck. And you're like, what do you need with all of these stuffed animals? He's like, no, no, no. Look at the tag. Disney store, bro. Bought all these for a buck fifty. This right here, 25 on eBay right now. I never find those deals. No. I find like half chewed on McDonald's toys. Yes. Yes. And because you're, yeah, because you're trying to round out your collection, you must have it. But yeah, I I would rarely find, I I would find a lamp that didn't have a light bulb or it didn't work because it didn't have a light bulb. Last thing um, on our online media daily debate questions, again, sponsored by Phillips Drugs. Who's got the best cold pizza? Back in the day for me, it was Noble Romans. Noble Romans had excellent day after pizza. Rarely am I in a situation where day after pizza exists because now I order such a small pizza and have to share it that there's usually not a lot of leftovers. I want to say red front. Yeah. But I don't, I can't tell you the last time I had leftover red front pizza. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, usually I'll eat it, you know, like when I'm back in town, I'll eat it at the store. Although the last time I did go down and come right back up, I got like a little like the like nine inch one. And that's not enough for leftovers. That's just like, no, that's road pizza. <laughs> road pizza. I love it. Yeah, it's supposed right, to be for dinner. It didn't make it. <laughs> All right, let's get to a couple of did you knows. 73 purchases are made on Amazon every second. Um, yeah. That's extraordinary to me. One in 10 men have underwear that's more than 10 years old. I, I, told, I shared with you last week that I was getting rid of old underwear. I don't have anything that's less than a month old now. Real proud so, Yeah, so be proud of me for that. And 41% of guys are scared of going bald. (laughs) I was there once. I'm follically challenged. And about 10 crown and coke later, uh, Phil shaved my head (laughs) by a sketchy uh, bonfire light. So It was was an extraordinary evening. I was about uh, 10 crown and cokes in. I just forgot the, the Coke. Uh, yeah, so 
it's easy to shave the head. Fellows, don't be ashamed of it. If you can't grow it, uh, use your testosterone for other things, right? <laughs> yeah, put, put it to good use. <laughs> All right, so we've got um, one weird news question uh, or one weird news story that we want to pass along. So, Josh, I'll let you handle the essence of multitasking. Before I get that to that, I do have one random thing that I've discovered that you need to know about. Okay. So there's a, a bakery, uh, unfortunately, under 10 minutes from my house. And uh, they came up on a Facebook ad the other day, and they make something that I don't know if it's, if it's here or if it's worldwide yet. It's called pie cake. Where what? It, it's a pie cake. It's multiple tiered cake, but there's a pie in the middle it's oh. strawberry cake and it's got a peach pie in the middle of it oh <laughs> right the genius of that i know of all of the 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 big guy creations that i feel like around the world and i can't confirm or deny that that was a big guy chef that came up with that but i took a picture of it because i had to get it the other day and i don't know how well you can see this oh i can see it in here yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. So, all right, uh, maybe put it on the page. That needs to be more of a thing. All right. Well, uh, doctor. Uh, hey, first, before you do that, I think we should give a shout out to this bakery. What's the name of it? It's called Sweets So Geek, oh. and it, it, they have like a bunch of pop culture stuff in there, which is cool. Their their logo actually is uh, it's got R two D two wearing a monocle and a bowler hat, and. Uh, <laughs> Or a bolo hat, you know, like the one, like the British top hat yeah. things. Got it. Hilarious. That's the only reason I stopped is I drove by. I'm like, is that R2-D2 in a monocle? And then I like look through and then like it pops up and I'm like, okay, like I'll go try something here. You know, they had cookies and all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> R2-D2 in a monocle. I was like, you, <laughs> you get me. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. All right, let's get to our weird news story and we'll wrap this podcast up. I don't know if you've seen this, but a doctor in California uh, freaked out a judge, uh, and he actually has uh, and some investigators um, really uh, asking some questions after he had made a court appearance from an operating room where the patient was undergoing surgery. So uh, Dr. Scott Green had to go to a Sacramento Superior Court, a virtual trial. He was dressed in surgical scrubs, had blood on his gloves, and said, yes, I'm in an operating room right now. Yes, I'm available for trial. Go right ahead. So the doctor is on the screen. The judge kind of hesitates. And he's you know, asking him a bunch of questions. And the doctor said, quote, I have another surgeon right here. He's doing surgery with me. So I can stand here and allow them to do the surgery also. So the judge disagrees and suggesting that maybe finding a new trial date uh, would be the way to go. And uh, he has now apologized, saying sometimes surgery doesn't always go as uh well it should i guess he said it happens uh we want to keep people healthy we want to keep them alive and that's important meanwhile now the medical board in california saying they're going to look into the incident because it's not like you can hide the fact there's blood on your gloves someone's holding the phone in the operating room and man if you can put together the timetable and you find out that's you passed out on the table it's a weird claim to fame uh they do say that the uh, medical board is expecting physicians to follow the standard of care when treating their patients. So, all right. So we don't know 
what this was about. If it was traffic court, if it was divorce court, if it was, I mean, th- this, this sounds unreal to me, I, well, but there's live court, video. Yeah. Superior court seems important enough. Yes. But, uh, in, in, uh, in a COVID world, we would not have known about this had the trial links not been public because people could just like hop in there and watch it and somebody had a lot of time on their hands and they got quite a show. Yes, unreal. And I got to think, well, I got to hope it wasn't a malpractice suit because <laughs> if, I were the, if I were the plaintiff, I would go, exhibit A, yeah. we rest, your honor. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just, and I think he was a cosmetic surgeon. Oh, great. So, I mean, you know, he's doing a tummy tuck or something in the middle of this. I, I don't know that for sure, but uh, it's not like it was open heart surgery, it looked like, but it I mean, it, it could have been. He was just too chill for it to be anything like on Grey's Anatomy. That's exactly right. Um, that's where they, you know, sometimes doctors have this complex that they can, they can heal, solve any problem, a lot of gusto. And for me, if I were the patient, um, I'm getting that surgery for free. Yeah, that, that one's on the house. <laughs> I love it. All right, that's going to wrap up our podcast for today, episode number 213 of the Things You Need to Know podcast. I will tell you, we're over 19,000 downloads, closing on 20,000. That's kind of a cool thing for us to do. We'd love for you to download, share. We're on SoundCloud.com, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google uh, Podcast, Amazon Podcast, because I don't know how you cannot do all of these things that are available. Of course, our sponsor is the Richmond Family YMCA. And again, check out their Good Friday event, their breakfast with Father Todd Reby that is going to be uh, coming up on April the 2nd. Any last things before we go? Uh, no, other than to give the gift of the podcast, share it, tell a friend. You can leave a five-star review on Apple. Uh, no good reviews in there as of late. Uh, no new reviews, I should say. We still have some other ones. Uh, from about a year ago but yeah. uh, we want the five-star review but we also want harsh criticism yes. in the comments i don't yes. i want it to not make sense yes I want it to be like when they mix a pit bull with a dachshund i want you to see it and just be like why is this a thing right five-star review tear us to shreds or fill yeah that'll be fine I, I i certainly don't want you to take any undue uh or unnecessary criticism because i appreciate you coming on and doing this with us uh, because it makes it a lot more fun and uh, certainly a lot more gauging. Last thing before we go, make sure you follow the OnVine Media Facebook page and also on Instagram where we post our daily debate questions, again, sponsored by Phillips Drugs. Josh, have yourself a great rest of the weekend. I love you. Thank you for doing the show with me. Anytime, buddy. 